Where's this kid? He's in trouble. Move or die. Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. I ain't letting Cable get to him. But I can't do this alone. We need backup. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. It's time to get back on LinkedIn. Meet Bedlam. My name's Shatterstar. Domino, I'm lucky. Luck isn't a superpower. It's certainly not very cinematic. Yes, it is. Let's meet in the middle and say no, it isn't. Fuck it. It's showtime. Don't call it a comeback! Hello, welcome to The Wages of Cinema, and tonight we are going to review the five-hour Polish film that we just saw. Wasn't that riveting, guys? Rosie. Oh. <laughs> it moved so glacially. Yes. <laughs> that scene where she stared forlornly at the crust of bread for 37 minutes, glorious. I think there is actually a movie that I've probably seen where that happens. Yeah. Yeah, but did it have the underside of a Scottish Highland bull? <laughs> no. What? Its name was Hamish. <laughs> They're all named Hamish. Even the girls. Every single Highland cow is a Hamish. That's good. All right. No, we didn't see the Hamish movie. Someday, maybe we will. Uh, no, we saw Deadpool 2. Sorry if we disappointed you there. Um, I'm just picturing, like, Bella Tarr's Deadpool. Because <laughs> he's actually made movies where people will stare at, like, things for, like, half an hour and nothing happens. But no, this movie, things happen in this, uh, which is good. Um, so I think, uh, oh, let me introduce everyone. With me is Corey. Hello, everyone. And guest star Matt. Howdy. Yes. Is that any way to introduce yourself to your fans? No. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> I have fans? I'm sure you do somewhere. You have the one. We have, like, the one. <laughs> we can share him. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will. We'll, we'll just break him in half. Which, Hi, Gabe. <laughs> which is appropriate for this movie to bring up, by the way. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I mean, what to say about Deadpool 2? I liked it. Not as much as the first one. It's funny. You will laugh out loud many times throughout the course of this film. This yeah. movie goes full comic book. Ooh. In the best way possible. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Matt, because like on our way to go see this, we were talking a little bit about uh, the show uh, Gotham. And you brought up how currently you think Gotham has also gone full comic book? Yeah. Now, but what do you think? Well, now, when you say that, though, what, what do you mean? Because there are like, there, there's, there's a lot of definitions for like comic book. I mean, I think it's just very true to the spirit of the source material. And it's not afraid to go big and weird and bold mm. and just, like, you know, use, actually, what's in the source material. As I think, actually, what I'm saying is that, like, Deadpool is the most X-Men of all the X-Men movies so far. It's like, you know, <laughs> when you're watching the other X-Men movies, a lot of them seem kind of embarrassed to be X-Men movies. They're always, like, trying to tone things down and, you know, not be too crazy or be too visually interesting and then Deadpool is like, no, we're going to do all the X-Men stuff. Mm. All of it. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, it's really sending up the X-Men movies. Yes. It's, you know, it's continuing what, obviously, if you've seen the first Deadpool, then you understand what, you know, the tone is going for. It's like, it's a world where, you know, the characters exist in the X-Men universe, but also they exist in a world where Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine and Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool. And, you know, it's like, I'm surprised, like, Ryan Reynolds... Oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself because I was about to reveal something that no. we shouldn't talk about yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think I get what you're saying by comic book. Like, actually, one of the characters even has, like, one character's costume looked exactly like a... A costume I'm sure I've seen in the comic books before. Uh huh. That's what's her name, Negasonic Teenage, Teenage Warhead. Warhead. Yeah. yeah, she her costume looked straight out of the comics. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's like she's actually wearing yellow, and right. it looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I don't know. I guess trying to be critical about this, I again, I had a lot of laughs. I'm not sure if I had. 
quite as many as the first one? Well, the freshness factor isn't quite as high. I think not only because it's a sequel to Deadpool, but also I feel like we've also seen more um, like meta commentary in traditional superhero movies since the first Deadpool came out. So I, don't, I thought a lot of hilarious things, but that's also maybe because I was getting the inside jokes that they were making at the expense of the characters. Mm. And so I said, ah, that is another joke that only I and people who are nerds would get. There are some jokes like that, but I think there are also some where... Um, I think that generally... Uh, I Obviously, I have no problem with movie and pop culture references. If you go And if you go to Deadpool... You know you're kind of expecting that. I just feel like they were just... It was non-stop, almost. Like, they would take a break maybe for a couple of scenes, just because they had, like, the plot. But... I... Like, I, they, they still worked. It's just some of them... I don't know. Like, for example, like, the interview with the vampire jokes. That, that kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. See, that's why I actually liked that, because it seemed totally random to reference this movie from... I I thought this movie was very funny. I thought it was consistently funny. There's one thing I didn't like about it, but it's hard to... I can't talk about it without going into spoilers. Okay. And maybe it's not even going to be a factor going forward in well, the movie. Well, if we were to try to talk... If I was to try to talk about the story of this movie, is it almost... Do we almost get into spoilers kind of right away? Yeah. Do it, it depends if you edit judiciously around it because I know there's like the the opening pre credit scene is I think a spoiler, but you can talk about the things that happen after. Yeah, the that's what's scene. weird because the the trailer doesn't show you, and I get in a good way. The yeah. trailers didn't show you what kind of sets some of the story in going motion, forward. Right. It but it did show you things dealing with. Uh oh, here's this guy Cable. He's coming to try to get this kid who has these powers. We don't really know why. Yeah, just start from there. Yeah, so that's yeah. basically the premise, if you've seen the trailer. Um, it's that Cable is this character who played by Josh Brolin. Once again, he's... Well, I, want, I, I would want to say he's the villain, but that's not entirely the case. We'll get to that maybe a little bit later. Um, and he's trying to get this other kid who... The, his name escapes me, but the character... What's Rusty his? Collins? Yes, Rusty Collins, who, if you happen to have been uh, one of the people who've seen the movie Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, which was one of Taika Waititi's uh, pre-Thor Ragnarok movies, he was the kid in that, and he was amazing in that movie, and he's fun in here too. Um, he's trying to get this kid who has, uh, what's his character's thing? Fire Fist! <laughs> <laughs> of course he's Fire Fist. Which is pretty st true. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not outselling it. So Deadpool realizes, oh, I can't take on this guy Cable by myself. Uh, he has this metal arm. Um, they even make a Winter Soldier reference because, of course, they do. Uh, which is interesting because that's also Marvel, but it's, never mind. Um, so he decides, I need to put together an X-Force. And after some job interviews, he gets some people to be part of the X-Force. That's pretty much all the plot I can kind of talk about without getting into spoilers, I think. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so I don't know how much we want to talk about the movie before getting to spoilers, because um, there's a lot of spoilers I that think we can talk about through it. I think we can talk about a couple of little things. Um, here's a question for you, Matt. Yeah. Now, in our, when we talked about Avengers Infinity War, you were very un, not on board for Thanos. I was. And, no, yeah, there you go. And I, I think maybe part of it you said was because of Josh Brolin. Yeah. Now, do you feel the same way about him here? Actually, I don't. I, I like him I, better in this. I do like him better in this. Um, he did not uh, like actively annoy me. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's not like I mean, like I won't. If it was just a Josh Brolin starring Cable movie, I wouldn't have gone to see it. But since this was a Deadpool movie with other people I like more, I saw it anyway, and he did not, like, upset me. So good on him for once. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him better as Thanos. Mm. I feel like Cable is perfectly fine 
in this movie. And his motivations are fine. Everything is fine. But he's just so generic. It's like, the, it's not like, I get, yeah. Well, um, here's the thing. I think, I get your point, Corey. I, the only thing that I would say of that is, um, I, I wasn't sure if they were going to do it as, that much in this movie. Eventually, again, without saying too much, they kind of do. But you you kind of, if, you, if you're going to have kind of like a buddy thing between Deadpool and Cable, which they had in the comics as well, you need to have someone who's like a complete straight man. And in a way, I feel like Josh Brolin gets that. And in a way, like sometimes the straight man in a comedy team can actually get some laughs. Like it's not just the person who's doing all the quips and, and supposed to be funny. And I actually had a couple of laughs from Josh Brolin just by his frustration with this, you know, diary of the mouth character <laughs> like Deadpool is. And I guess... Uh, it's tough because I I like Thanos too, but I don't know. It's it's tough. They're almost on par for me because, but for different reasons. I'm fine with an earnest block of granite in the movie. I mean, I think Cable. I'm fine with Cable interacting with everyone else. But if you're asking me to pull the characters out in isolation and say like which character is better, I'm definitely Team Thanos. Hmm. Even though this is a much better movie than Avengers but, Infinity But I mean, War. like, performance-wise, though. Well, I'm... I think Josh Brolin's performance is fine in both, but I prefer... I prefer the more muted Thanos. Hmm. Actually, the very thing that Matt does not like about Thanos, that Thanos is so low-key, I kind of liked. Hmm. It's not that he's low-key, he was just so brittle... Like, oh. <laughs> He's the peanut brittle of supervillains. Without the peanut taste. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more like he's the jam brittle. Because he's purple. purple. Is jam brittle a thing? No, no, I was just trying to make a joke. Okay. It f- fell flat. Well, maybe you should invent jam brittle, and then people will get your jokes. And you can make a lot of money on jam brittle. I'm going to do that. For, coming soon from the wages of cinema, jam brittle. <laughs> it makes no sense, but you'll bite it, and you'll get taste out of it. Uh, <laughs> um, And also, uh, again, I mentioned that the kid, Rusty Collins, I like him quite a bit. It's interesting to see him again after... Hunt for the Wilder People, which... Did you see that, Matt? I did not see it yet. Okay. Um, no, you didn't see it, Corey. Correct. But, um, again, for those of you who might have seen it, if you liked him in that movie, I think you'll like him in this, even though he's very angsty <laughs> in this. That's kind of like... And he's very revenge-driven. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think... Yeah, I mean, yeah, so he's good... Um, the team that they put together for X-Force is fun. But again, we can't get into X-Force really until we get into the spoilers because the trailer really kind of lies to you in this case, which is fine. But I'm actually glad the trailer didn't show too much. I love what happened to the X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I'm like, I'm still laughing about it. Yeah, now everybody knows just by your tone. But, um... Anyhow, Domino is great. Yes, yes, Domino is probably my favorite new character in this movie. Um, and, wow, She's I'm blanking on Zazie her Zazie Beats? Thank you, yes, Zazie Beats. Is that how you say her name? Zazie? Zazie. Uh, it's probably that, yeah. She is just overloaded with... She has just so much great attitude, but she is mostly, in a way, kind of low-key herself, I feel like. She's just... When she has quips, the, the it's a good tonal shift because Deadpool is always very like intense with his jokes and one-liners, and she's just kind of like, uh, I shouldn't have quit high school, college, you know, or something like that. Like she has lines where, it, yeah, she she's amazing in this, and I also like. Let me ask you this too, Matt, because in the comics, so is Domino really a character that just. Her powers luck? Yes. Huh. So is that like a thing where she actually controls luck? Um, it's a subconscious power. She doesn't directly control it, but just lucky things happen around her. Uh. 
It's a pretty great power. It is so damn good. Yeah. It, like, it, and at first you don't really think, like, well, that's not really a thing. And there's even an argument that Deadpool and Domino have about this very power. It is one of the best powers you can have. Yes. And it's she uses it for what I think is also the best sequence in the movie. Yeah, there's like a lot of almost Rube Goldberg type setups, which of course you need to do to make it look cinematic, and they're quite fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She, it, it's funny because uh, I guess the filmmakers knew that you know if we have Negasonic Teenage Warhead again in this movie, it, we might be kind of repeating ourselves. So Domino in a way fills her role, but she's different. Like she's not just you know I'm a feckless bored teenager. She also has her own type of, uh, I don't know what the term to use is, but she is, she can be assertive. Like, she can stand up to Deadpool in a way and not just be like, ugh, you're stupid. So. Yeah, she's very charismatic. Yes, that, that's a good word to use. Super charismatic. She has a cool look. I liked her hair, how it's very, like, <laughs> like, out there like that. And, um... And other things I could I could mention. Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, one other thing, this is this is a small note. Uh, I've been reading about how people have been complaining that T.J. Miller is even still in the movie. Apparently, have you? Do you think you guys hear about that? Yeah. How T.J. Miller is all like, why we we can't have T.J. Miller in things anymore? Why is he in things? And it's like, well, eh, we'll just keep in Ready Player One and Deadpool Two, and then that'll be it. So. Didn't bother me. No, he's still in this, and he even has a couple funny lines. He's although he's not as prominent as in the the first movie. Uh, yeah, I guess that might be it. I mean, yeah, there's a not not so much as with Avengers Infinity War, but yeah, we can't really talk about this movie without getting into spoilers. So um, you want to get into spoilers? I mean, I guess you could say a couple things that like Ryan Reynolds still puts like his all into this role. And oh yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. He, he's really... Uh, let me put it this way. Even when there were certain things in the writing that I wasn't feeling, I was still feeling him in those scenes. If that makes sense? And uh, this also continues to do more with Colossus than any of the X-Men movies ever did. Well, wasn't he only in, like, one other one? Well, he was in Deadpool, but he was in, like, four X-Men movies, Jack. Really? Yes. <laughs> He's in four X-Men movies, and you never noticed. Well, I, yeah, I kind of forgot. Well, no. Well, I'm sure he was in Last Stand. Yeah. Because everybody was in Last Stand. But what were the other movies he, he was, was in? He was in the first X-Men, when he doesn't armor up. He's in the second X-Men, where he does have that one cool scene where he armors up, and then they don't use him for the rest of the film. And then he was also in Days of Future Past. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah. I mean, no, I remembered him in Last Stand, I think. But, yeah, the first movie where he made an impression was Deadpool. Yeah. And I think he had, like, a kind of different look altogether, didn't he? He is a... In the Deadpool or in the X-Men? In Deadpool, he looked different in that than the other X-Men movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they changed him to make him look more comic accurate in Deadpool than the way his, his armor design yeah. was in the X-Men. And, and I like... No, and I like that they do that because... And obviously, again, he's... If you saw the first Deadpool, you got your share of Colossus. But here... Without spoiling what he does, Colossus is is also another highlight in the movie. Again. Yeah, but it, it just goes to show that if they put like effort into translating the characters that have been around for decades and have you know gained fan followings and so forth, that like you know they do work on the silver screen if you know just give them personality and something to do. Mm. It's like that's all you need to do to make an adaptation work is to give them personality and something worth doing. Yes. This is not rocket science, people. No. Now, you would, now, would you say, though, the movie also at the same time, it doesn't go too far in the other direction. Like, it doesn't it doesn't turn into too much fan service, though? I mean, it was an... I would maybe even want more fan service just because I'm super greedy. So, <laughs> it, it, it did things that you, I you was... Heard it, you heard it here, Fox. Matt is, has not had enough. No, give me all the fan service. <laughs> And, you know, more fan service, less things like Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the less said about him forever, the better. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, a lot of the other people who return here are still, 
you know, pretty wonderful. You know, M- Monica. Morena Mc- Baccarin. Morena. Why keep on Morena? Damn it. It sounds similar. Monica Morena. No. Morena Baccarin is still fun. Uh, we also have uh, Leslie Uggams return. Um, you know, and she's still, you know, her Leslie Uggams self. Um, yeah, it's a funny movie. I sometimes it's a little difficult when I'm trying to like review or talk about a comedy. I guess it's just, um, you know, because it's a matter of, well, do you find it funny or not? And the simple answer is yes. I just think as, as you said, Corey, there is a certain freshness that is just, you just can't capture again. But at the same time, if I were, if this were to pop up on TV, I would watch it. I know I will rewatch this movie. So I feel like, the movie is consistently funny, which, yeah. from a comedy, that's all you can really ask for. It's also difficult, too, that a lot of comedy sequels don't work out. Yeah, but this is is not really repeating the same things. Like, it's not, like, just the same movie but with, like, a new coat of paint that the way a lot of movie sequels are. Like, I feel like no. it's actually doing something different. No, no, it does. It, it gives you more things that... Again, having read not as obviously not as many as you, Matt. I don't know how many people have read as many comics as you, but um, but having read some Deadpool comics and also some Deadpool and Cable comics, they they still get the tone spot on, yeah. and um, and yeah, God, Corey, if you ever read like any comics with Cable, you would find Josh Brolin here, even almost toning down the granite compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just lucky, like they didn't get like Stephen Lang or something like that oh, to I play would have Cable. I would like to see Stephen Lang as Cable. Nah, I don't know. I think that the one thing I could say Josh Brolin brought there's just like a little something in his eye that I think made him a little more relatable than someone like Stephen Lang would. Who maybe I'm just thinking about him in Avatar as that type of character, but he just seems almost too stereotypically that type of thing. The little something in his eye was glowing. <laughs> Although not consistently, I noticed. There were some scenes where his yeah. eye was glowing and some scenes where it wasn't glowing, and I was really confused because I thought it should be glowing all the time. Hmm. I'd have to see it again to, to spot what, what you're saying. But yeah, it probably was inconsistent. So yeah, it's a funny movie. Uh, you should go see it. That's my pre-spoiler review. Lots of ultraviolence. Yes, yes. Like, once again, don't take the kids. I don't care how much they're trying to put Deadpool out there on, like... God, every time I go to 7-Eleven, it's, it's like... It's a family movie, though, Jack. He wasn't paying attention. It's <laughs> the emotional through line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I should have had Vin Diesel come up and be like, We're a family. <laughs> Just so I could be, like, reminded again. Yeah. Because those movies, too, are about family. yes all right so we all agree it's funny and uh now if you guys want to avoid spoilers please pause and don't go on from this point forward hello there welcome back i'm glad you could join me today let's just dive right in and run all the colors across the screen that you'll need to paint along with me i have my regular old canvas here wet and ready to go now, let's grab our trusty two-inch brush here. Whack that off real good. Just beat it like it owes you money. We're gonna get a little dab of our yellow snow here. We're gonna mix that with just another little dab of our Betty White. Now, let's just dance in a happy little sky. Now remember, this is your world. You get to make and break the rules here. Sweet baby Jesus. If you have seen the movie uh, and don't care, or or don't care at all, and just want to hear us talk about things, then you can unclick pause and continue on from three, two, one. Okay. Spoiler. Um, so I really didn't appreciate them icing Morena Baccarin in the pre-credit sequence. That was my one real beef with the movie, and I know they like undid it in the closing credit scene, but I was not a fan of that move. Yeah. It. I wasn't either. Like. At the same time that the movie tries to subvert certain cliches and very violently at times make fun of them, 
that they just play completely straight. That's like the biggest cliche out there. The whole idea that like I have extra motivation because you know my girlfriend, my wife, my kid, whatever got iced and so yeah I didn't like it and because it's something that happens in the very beginning of the movie and it's obviously something that they kind of address repeatedly throughout the movie that was like my one I would say issue with the movie was I really didn't appreciate it both because I thought it was really cliched and because I really missed her from the movie because she's such a great character and she has such great chemistry with Ryan Reynolds. And not only that, in the first movie, it, they made a point where, you know, or before he becomes, you know, he, before he gets mutated and becomes full Deadpool, that's when, I mean, you get the scenes with uh, Wade and, and her beforehand when they're, you know, and, and that. But then we don't see them together for like a long stretch of the movie up until only the end. So to kind of split them apart at the beginning of this, you're kind of denying, like, potential of them together. And it is like a cliched superhero movie thing. Like, you know, the, we already saw this in, like, The Crow. <laughs> in, like, the 90s. And it, yeah. It, it's funny because, like, after they ice her, they have that opening credit sequence, which... I know it's a parody of, like, 007 things and, and openings like that, but it almost made it feel serious. I don't know. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, so she is killed off. You don't really feel one way about the other man? Oh, no, I, I dislike uh, fridging uh, Marina Backer. And... Yeah, and they return to her occasionally in the movie because they also do this thing where a couple of times Wade almost goes over to the other side so to speak and yeah. i also found that kind of cheesy it's kind of funny because they in the movie they replace um death with um vanessa and because in the movie in the comic books deadpool is in love with death and he keeps like trying to get with her when he dies but of course he can't die and so that's also another point of similarity within the comics thanos is in love with yeah death. i was about and to then, bring that yeah, up uh-huh so in both movies that the hero cannot get with death because death is not appearing in this film. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, the studios are going to have to deal with death as a superhero character. <laughs> yeah. Villain. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, both movies have Josh Brolin and both have Nick's the whole being in love with death thing. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. So repeat that again, though, Matt. So in the comics, so, in, so Wade isn't... His girlfriend is... He doesn't have a girlfriend? No, he does have a girlfriend. Vanessa's a real character, but she's also a mutant named Copycat. But anyhow, <laughs> um, he's also in love with, with death, the literal embodiment of death that he sometimes has visions of during his, like, almost death experiences, and they have, like, a, a long-distance romance yeah. because of his healing factor. He can't actually die yeah. and be with her. See, I, I, I mean, I like in concept the idea that he has these near-death experiences and sees the other side, I think just in execution in the movie, it was kind of cheesy. Because yeah. they do, like, the typical thing of putting, like, a some type of filter over the image, and it's just, she's in their apartment, yeah, like, it's sitting like, down. It's in, the whole movie itself is very creative and out of the box, whereas that was probably the most straightforward thing. They didn't really do a lot with it they is not unusual it's like you said it's just like a filter yeah yeah and and i know that also you could say that about cable's backstory too but at least they kind of they try to do it away with that kind of quickly yeah i was kind of disappointed they didn't even go further into cable's backstory remind me what like i thought that was his backstory well, though not really well he is still from the future but you see he's actually um, the offspring of Cyclops and Madeline Pryor, Madeline Pryor being the clone of Jean Grey made by Mr. Sinister, and then as a oh, child, Jesus he's Christ. infected with the techno-organic <laughs> virus, then sent to the future to be raised by the Ascani, who are actually under the t order of Rachel Summers, who is another kid of Jean Grey from an alternate future, and then he travels back in time to stop Strife, 
who's his evil clone. And I... <laughs> See, I'm sitting here like a studio exec hearing that and being like, hmm. Okay, yeah, we're going to nix that. Let's just make him, like, dead wife and child. Yeah, but I think that <laughs> it would have been so great if they had stopped in mid-movie and done a flow chart with Deadpool explaining the complex backstory of Cable to audiences and saying, I'm going to get you caught up on Cable right now. This is all you need to know. And, like, actually go through all that. How amazing well, would that have been? They could have done it, but I guess... But then that would have taken away from how... Also, but he doesn't know who Cable is. But, no, but the, he does, like, break the fourth wall a lot. Like, he knows who Juggernaut is from the Marvel comics, despite, you know... That was that, that was a funny moment, absolutely, yeah. So we should mention this before we go forward. Juggernaut is in this movie, and I will definitely say, also, as, as talking about other characters that have been in other X-Men movies, I like Juggernaut a lot more than he, in Last Stand. And I did like Juggernaut and Last Stand a lot, so that's saying something. Even though, of course, we missed the epic, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. That's fine, because Juggernaut curses like a fucking sailor in this movie. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's like, he talks like he's in a bar fight. Which is very appropriate. <laughs> is he that, I don't think he'd be that filthy in the comics. Well, no, because they had the comics code authority for the longest time to prevent yeah. them from swearing. Exactly. And then even now, he doesn't really swear a lot because, you know, decades of not really swearing and still trying to yeah. be someone. Again, to give you an idea, like, even the the, the kid, Rusty, he, he he's also cursing up a storm in this yeah, movie. But, like, I think there's, like, a line where the juggernaut says, like, wreck shit is my legal middle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, that, that was good. Wasn't that the line? So it, it's it's Kane Rexit Marco. Yes. So yeah, because Juggernaut is the character that, uh, like, there's this whole thing where um, through a series of events, um, Deadpool and uh, Firefist—that's his name—they they get put into like this mutant prison, um, and Wade tells him, "Don't be, don't don't start fights with these people. Become friends with one of them." And he decides to become friends with the big guy who happens to be behind, uh, you know, the wall and being held off by everybody else. I'm curious, Matt, did you know if that would be Juggernaut? I figured that that would be Juggernaut because I read online Juggernaut was going to be in the movie. Uh, so I, I, didn't like, even... I was really excited to see Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah. I liked his look. Yeah. He just, yeah. He just looks like Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I liked a CGI butt. <laughs> yes, Deadpool announces get ready for a big CGI fight, and it is. It's too bad they didn't get Vinnie Jones back to voice him. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who voiced him in this, but it's, he and did. the credits it says the Juggernaut as himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, now when uh when the when the guy who plays Juggernaut goes to conventions, he should just go as Juggernaut. Like he shouldn't be like you know, like how an actor will have out his like headshots and all that. Just have Juggernaut headshots. Yeah, well, so, I mean, like, you all think he's a CGI character, but no, they really did get like a nine foot tall guy to play Juggernaut. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that was pretty cool that he's in this, um, and uh, yeah, and, and like, they, he and Colossus again have a awesome fight near the end. Yeah. Um. Um, they did kill off a lot of characters that kind of made me sad. Okay, well, let me, yeah, that brings us to our other spoiler that we were sort of hinting at before. Hopefully I wasn't doing a terrible job. Um, the X-Force all practically get killed. (laughs) (laughs) They seemed, amazing. Yes. Uh, I won't say all the details of how they got killed, because that would kind of spoil some of the fun if you're going to see this, but... Wind advisories are no joke. <laughs> I will say I was disappointed that one of them got iced. Though. Which which one were you saddest about? Terry Crews as Bedlam. Us. Just because I like Terry Crews. Yeah, I like Terry Crews. And Cruz I wanted too. him to like have like a role in this movie. I I think I was I was most sad about Shatterstar being killed out of all the X Force. Yeah, let's yeah because now here's a question. Here's where we get into the really. Here's where we get into super geeky stuff, as if we haven't yet. Um... Are those all characters actually in the X-Force? Because I thought the X-Force involved Wolverine. But that's Not, Alpha Flight. Well, he's in both. Wolverine's oh. like a team whore. He's on everything. Okay. Um, that's because he's a loner. 
Oh. <laughs> and who are some of the other characters you mentioned? There was this shat. What was his name? Shadow. There's the Shatterstar. There was Zeitgeist, that... Bedlam, a Vanisher. Oh, the and, Vanisher. <laughs> um, Domino. Um, and Peter. And Peter. Yeah. Because there's still, there's been various iterations of X Force with different members. Um. So I'm trying to think. Actually. Probably all of them except Peter were on X Force at one. Well, yeah, point. I was gonna say the Peter thing is Sugar Bear. <laughs> yeah, Sugar Bear. Um, what I like too is that I could conceive of like some Fox executive somewhere really wanting to try to make like a regular, not funny, like just straightforward X Force movie. They've and been it, trying for a while. Yeah, and I kind of like that they just do it here. And they kind of do away with it well, because think... it, it kind of also is keeping with Deadpool's character because he's not a very good leader. He's kind of like a self-involved jerk off. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure they can make like a regular X-Force movie with different characters at some point, but maybe, Yeah. but, um, but I don't know how you could do it after this. Well, you just have to like shush Deadpool whenever he brings up what happened to the previous X-Force. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and um, also, the, the the Vanisher's powers were different here, because in here he was invisible, but in the comics he's a teleporter. Now, here's a question, though. Yeah? If he was invisible, could he actually still be alive? No, we saw no, him. No, because when he gets electrocuted, he becomes, oh, or, he becomes visible. Yeah. Oh, that was him. And then we see, oh. like, the smoking rubble of his body. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, we won't say how the X-Force gets killed off. Again, that's part of what, what makes that scene so awesome. Yeah. But then the the big the the biggest death I was sad about was Black Tom Cassidy. <laughs> what was with the running? What was the, I? They had a weird running joke about like that being like a rate or being insensitive to race race or something. Because he has black in his name, so they're making a joke that since he's a white guy, he can't be called Black Tom. Yeah. But um, but it's so sad because he doesn't really do anything. It was he now? Here's a question. In that prison scene, did, were they throwing in, like, Easter eggs for people like you? Like, were there people you recognized I, they just didn't acknowledge at all? I didn't recognize anybody. I'm sure there's probably some, but then it's also plausible deniability. Like, oh, if you want to use this character later, then that was a different guy you saw in the prison scene. Like, they don't really harp on it as much as the earlier X-Men movies. They're just like, oh, yeah, this could totally be that guy. This is actually the, the cameos kind of matter more in this. Um, mm. in a way. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I like Black Tom, and I'm sad that he's dead because in the comics, it's him who's the Juggernaut's BFF instead of Fire <laughs> Fist. So, like, you know, I was expecting de them two to team up and do cool stuff, but then he gets shot in the face. Uh, maybe and they he, just thought they'd have too many characters. No, but, like, he didn't even, like, get to zap anyone with his shillelagh. Yeah, he doesn't have... I didn't even know what his powers his were in watching this. Yeah, well, because he, he had the, the inhibitor collar yeah. on the whole time. So, hey, what was his power? His power is that he generates bioelectricity blasts through his shillelagh. Shillelagh? He carries a shillelagh with him. Okay. <laughs> it's a fun word to say because he's Irish. Ah, I see. I feel like those collars should be kind of a bigger deal within the universe. Didn't they have another Irish X-Men character? There's Banshee, who's his cousin. <laughs> Of course they're cousins. And Siren is Banshee's daughter, who Black Tom raised as his own. So I guess this makes her his niece. Um, well, good for him. <laughs> um, They've both been in X-Men films. But yeah, that whole... I feel like that entire section of the film, from when they recruit the X-Force, up through that giant ch uh, chase scene with the, uh, the prison... Uh, con whatever they call it, like the big... Convoy. Convoy. That was, like... I think that was probably the most entertaining part of the movie. Just where, like, all the comedy was clicking, things that Deadpool were doing, uh, was doing was was very funny, but that was cut in well with everything going on between Domino and Cable and how that all ends up. And uh, there's also the payoff when Juggernaut first oh, shows up. Oh, yes. Which... God, I haven't had a laugh that big in a while. Yeah. Oh, and, and the follow-up to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just... I'll, I'll say three words, and I won't say anything else about that. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of the biggest laugh you had. Oh, so good. 
Oh, man. That was just... It's like... In a way, what I liked about that scene, too, was they... At first, I thought they were kind of repeating the joke from the first movie where his, like, tiny hand yeah. is growing like back. But they actually did more with it. Also... And it was, you know, pretty tasteless, but... Not just God. Winnie the Pooh. Basic instinct. Oh, God. Oh, man. Like, I was like, did I just see that? <laughs> <laughs> I also like, too, in this movie... I don't know if you feel about this, Matt, because watching it at first, I thought to myself... Wait, but like, this is how Cable's being introduced? I thought, like, Cable and Deadpool were, like, partners or something, and they, like, were assholes to each other. But then the third act, they kind of do become partners. Yeah, and I usually don't like that when this happens in movies, but for some reason it worked here. Yeah, it's like, story-wise, I mean, they kind of have to push it in to make sense, like, in in involving this Fire Fist guy, kid. Um... Oh, I'm curious to ask you something, Corey. Mm-hmm. As the resident uh, kid should die more in movies person. <laughs> um, should, should Fire Fist have died? No. I don't oh. think he should have died. Okay. So in this case, this is like one of those exceptions where maybe they shouldn't kill a, ki- should kill a kid. I mean, I don't... I wouldn't have... It wouldn't have ruined the movie for me or anything if they killed him, but... I didn't feel I think like, they would. Yeah, I knew they wouldn't, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, in a way, like, that... I feel like, actually, the beginning of the movie and part of the very end are my least favorite parts. Kind of, like, not saying how Deadpool tries to resolve that whole conflict. Now, how they kind of turn it back around was pretty funny and helped redeem it. But for a moment, I was like, oh, are they doing this now, too? You know what I mean, Matt? Yeah. Like, I was... And they also... It felt like they were kind of stretching that joke out a little bit too long. But I think they sort of, like, were able to have their cake and eat it, too, with their fake-out deaths in this movie. Unlike, mm -hmm. you know, Infinity War, that's stretching their fake-out deaths over two movies. Yes. It's just basically a ship saying, yeah, this death isn't going to matter because we're going to reforce it right now. Well, I feel like this movie operated a little bit more under, like, Wayne's World rules. Where, like, the character... It might, you might as well have had the characters come out and face the audience and be like, let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I kind of felt like this had, like, a Wayne's World ending. Again, without saying too much. But, um... I probably did already spoil by just saying it was war, it's We're war in the spoiler section. I don't know why you're no, so but there are certain things. There are certain things even in the spoiler section... Well, actually, kind of think of it, if you've seen the movie, I can just say, like, Deadpool dies, and then time gets turned back, and he's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of love, though, when I think about it, Matt, like, I, I love how they fast-forward through the entire action sequence, but you could, but in a way, though, you could probably find, like, half a dozen moments where Cable probably could have stopped that, aside from the whole, like, I'm putting a coin right here where you're going to get shot thing. Yeah, but I mean, at least he does more time travel than Doctor Strange in Infinity War to save the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, Doctor Strange had that time stone, and he never uses it. Yeah. It's, like, so stupid, like... Well, I don't. Why don't I just be volume time before you had any of the Infinity Stones in your gauntlet, and now yeah. you're powerless. I, mean, I know we're not doing an Infinity War review, but right. it's funny though how yeah, that like the most the, the most recent huge superhero movie. I think I d- like Deadpool two a bit more than that. Yeah, easily. Um, Deadpool two is much better than Avengers. Oh, Infinity and War. also that end credit scene. Amazing. Aces. It's as good as you're hearing. If you've seen people on the internet talk about that end credit scene, and I kind of knew to expect, like to like wait for it because mm-hmm. I'd heard about how good it is. It's even better than you thought. It's amazing. And uh. This movie contains three original songs, so I'm wondering if any of them will actually make it into the Oscar categories this year. If they nominate that Celine Dion song, that would be pretty funny. That like, was so good. <laughs> yeah. Although they would have to involve Deadpool in some way. Oh, obviously. Yeah. And I'm sure Ryan Reynolds would do it. Because he just... I actually read that he actually he feels more comfortable making appearances as Deadpool than as himself. 
because he has like anxiety issues or something. Mm. So it's like because he, when he's Deadpool, he could just like be that character, and he doesn't have to like talk to people as this shy, quiet uh, Canadian. And this movie has another weird reference to Mister Sinister in it. Because it's the, the Essex home for, like, mutant reform mm. or something. Wasn't there... Yeah, and wasn't there a Mr. Sinister reference at the end of one of the other Yes, there's a Mr. Movies? Sinister reference in X-Men Apocalypse. Because they, right, they steal right. Wolverine's blood from Essex Corpse. And then mm-hmm. it's not brought up at all in mm-hmm. Logan. Oh, I also know... One Easter egg I noticed, I think we noticed at the same time, Alpha Flight on the yes. taxi cab. Yeah. That was cute. Oh. Um... Any final thoughts, Corey? No, I feel like I've pretty much said my piece. Do you have any more nerdy questions for me while I'm here before I go home to write my blog review thingy? Oh, and by the way, make sure to follow Mac, Mac, uh, Matthew Catania at... It's mattdecatania.wordpress.com. Okay, got the yeah. plug-in. Uh, um, other questions? Um, well, I mentioned... Well, I, well, I guess I was, again, I was going to ask about the prison thing, which I did. Um... Yeah, uh, well, do you think that they could, like, if they do a Deadpool 3, it should be, like, a cable Deadpool movie? Um, I mean, it could be. I am I mean, like, I'm, Cable's not, like, my favorite disguise, so, I mean, there's a lot of good Cable and Deadpool stories, though, in yeah. the conference. Yeah, so. well, that's why I'm wondering, because I read some of, that was some of the first Deadpool, for some reason, I went to that first, before I read Deadpool proper, and... It, it just seemed like the potential is there for, like, good buddy uh, movie stuff. Well, he um, says if he's going to do a third one, he'd want to, like, scale it back and just be, like, have a Deadpool team up with, like, somebody else. But mm. I don't know if they want to do, like, Cable again or save that for, Who like, an X-Force. Who would they team X-Force him up story. with? Well, no, he was saying, like, he want, might want to do, like, like another super heroine type person. So, like, I guess, like, someone like a Domino, but we've already done, but, um... I don't know, but, like, I kind of feel that, I don't know, like, I, I prefer, like, more Deadpool-centric stories to be, like, adapted, because these are, these are good, but, like I said, they're, like, kind of, like, more X-Men movies than X-Men movies. Like, they actually use the characters better supporting-wise, whereas, like, there's a lot of good Deadpool solo stories, yeah. that, like, in the, the Joe Kelly and the Gail Simone runs and right. then Jerry Duggan stuff, too, now. and But, like, so, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like they should get back and go dip into them but yeah, i don't know if it's too far gone now because I, I think there's a danger though with trying to continue on with deadpool like in movie form because as we said like again as funny as this movie is it can't ever be quite as fresh as the first one but i also wonder if to it because he's kind of a reaction to everything else that's going on in superhero movies, not just X-Men. You know, there are also jokes about Batman v Superman because thank you. Uh, the, the whole thing of like, you're, are you going to do like a Martha thing too? Yeah. Um, see, they should have said that Deadpool's mom's name was also Madeline. And that's how they would have stopped the fight. And realized See, that would have been funny. I feel like maybe they thought that would just stop the movie a little too much, pacing-wise. Unless they had done the flowchart to let audiences know that Cable's mom is Madeline. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done that. They also could have done a scene where, like, you know, like, Deadpool stops and, like, pulls out a script. He's like, can we change this scene? I know we're doing this right now, but why don't we just change this right here? Yeah, I mean, of um, course, they probably would have streamlined it and said his name was, his mom was Jean Grey, and I would have screamed at the theater and say, no, it's not. Well, I, well, the, I think they kind of got around that by just not having any backstory, aside from, like, that brief mention of Deadpool's dad being sucky. Yeah, and they also, they mentioned Cable's daughter's Hope, which is a thing from the comics, sort of, but not quite. Yeah, her her family, his family's not really characters in this movie. They're yeah. just there to be killed. Yeah, because Hope is his adopted daughter, not his biological daughter. His his biological mm. kid is Tyler. Yes. Oh, here's one last question. Do you think that... So, the way that, obviously, as we mentioned, Cable comes back in time by using this little device that he has on his wrist. Um, and in the post credit scene, it's like Deadpool fixes it. So he can just continue to go back in time. Yeah. 
Are they? Do you think they're going to use that though in other movies? No. Because all right, no, they're not I hope not. Because that's the kind of thing where, you know, in Star Trek Two, the whole like we br- can bring someone back to life, yeah. which was so annoying. But yes, um, what was I thinking of about that? Is that, uh, oh frack, what was I, there was something? Never mind. What the yeah, this is right. a one-off plot device. They're, they're not going to come back to it. Oh, the paradoxes. Yeah, that's the thing that when he was time travel, everything becomes paradoxed. So I was getting confused about. Like stuff, cause like his, the the petty teddy bear becomes uncharred and bloodied at the end. So then it's kind of like thing. Well, if you you change that, that's the reason you travel back in time. So then you, you wouldn't have come back mm. to avert it. And then so I kind yeah. of like ah the, yeah t- yeah the teddy bear thing right yeah so, huh. all right but yeah. Um, All right, I don't think I have that many more questions. If I if I think of them, I'll again leave them on your blog, and which again Matt. The Catania.wordpress.com is that website, right? Yeah, that's the Also, you can find him on Facebook and Twitter. If you have any thoughts about the movie and like to share them with us, please do so. Wages of Cinema at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you go over there. And um, yeah, that was Deadpool 2. Yep. It, get some chimichangas and watch that fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. When we come back next time, we'll have more movies as usual. Uh, unless we decide to not. But why are we also we call it the wage of cinema? It's not the wages of television. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of required to talk about movies. Yeah, I kind of am. All right. your whole there. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Corey. I'm Matt. And the wages of cinema is. Hugs. Death. Uh, afterlife. Uh, have a good night. Bring it on one night, Willie. Ooh! Yeah! Your bullets. They're really fast. And last but not least, Peter. Any power you want to tell us about? I don't don't have one. Um, I, I just saw the ad. You're in.